Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. How you doing today? I hope everything's okay. Holiday break. We're making it through. <laughs> we're all, we, we'll get through it together. If you need something, at Sang on any form of social media or at Sang show. We're looking at everything. Not doing fresh shows, but we are listening and looking back at the past. The past year. Some incredible interviews we've done this year with artists of all sizes and artists of all... I, I, all of all backgrounds and stories and this next one is one of the most special i'm talking about ray she's an incredible writer producer just all-around artist who's been through a lot before she got her own real shot to shine and boy is she making the most of it she is so special you're gonna get to know her in depth in a few but now i would love to get a free mattress to you i'm not joking i actually want to give you a mattress i want to give you the vibersonic mattress that's the mattress i sleep on every single day this thing is incredible Memory foam that understands your body. Plus, when you get hot, it gets cool. And the adjustable base allows you to really take control of how your bed moves and feels and sits. Dude, your spine will be aligned. You can sleep in zero gravity. But that's like, none of that's even the coolest thing about the Vibersonic mattress. The coolest part about it is that there are six subwoofers built within it. So it's essentially a giant speaker. So your movies hit different, your podcasts hit different. When you want to meditate, you really feel it. You can build a surround sound system off the mattress or you can connect it to your existing sound system. It's it's wild. I've never heard of anything like it, never slept on anything like it, and I don't plan on ever sleeping on anything else ever again. So if you wanna learn more, click the link in the description below. And here is the one and only Ray. Hello everyone. Hello beautiful human, it's the Zach Sang Show. I'm Zach, that's Dan, and we welcome to the studio for the first time ever, this is Ray. Hey. What are they doing over there? Why are they laughing? Wait, yeah, are you okay to start? No, you can do whatever you want over there. I'm no talking. No, you have you, you have freedom. <laughs> joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not started that. That was good. <laughs> no, usually we're used to nobody, so we'll take anything. Literally. No, it's really cool to have you here. No, thanks for having me. You've I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong. Are you dealing with a syndrome right now where everybody thinks that you just shot up overnight to the superstardom, but the reality is you've been a writer and an artist for fucking years and years and years, and you've been working your tail off to get anything. I mean, even to become an independent artist, it's been quite a trek and a feat. What? But are you dealing with people right now who go, oh, you know, what's it like to become a star overnight? <laughs> I think uh, some, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, this new, new artist. But that's how it works, though, isn't it? Like, even for, even like someone like Doja, who worked so hard for so long and then became an overnight sensation. It's just how it is sometimes. Not saying I'm an overnight sensation. I can't compare myself to Doja, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you're doing pretty well. So far, so good. Yeah, it's not too shabby. No, it's <laughs> a lot of amazing things happening at the moment. So, I'm, yeah, it's, it's kind of a whirlwind. Do you feel like a lot of the success is tied to the fact that you're newly an independent artist? Um, well, I would say yes in in the fact that I I definitely wouldn't have been able to release this music with a label in the UK. Because they, they held on to the, the album, right? Yeah, I mean, I created so many different bodies of work that I thought would be my album and then, and then you move on and, you know... It, yeah, I think that's also why the album is so many different kind of sounds and and genres and feelings and stuff because it's kind of a mosaic puzzle piece jigsaw from, you know, the last kind of seven years, eight years. Yeah. 
Can you break that down? Like you were just creating bodies of work thinking that this was going to be the one, but what happens? Why wasn't that body of work the one? Um, well, do you know what the thing is? I think I obviously had different goals to my label and I think I fit the bill of this kind of EDM-y, dance feature-y kind of person. Um, you know, and yeah, I think like... It's just been such a wild journey, to be honest. You know, I think even just being able to make decisions you think are the right thing for yourself is a, is a feeling I'll never take for granted again. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's definitely been a journey, you know. That just gave me goosebumps. Like, that's like freedom, free, yeah. free will. Yes. Artistic choice Yes, is something you didn't have. No, not at all. Why did they want you to be this artist that only featured on dance tracks? Did you ever ask them that? Because it sold. Mm. Because their goals was making money. And, and you know, I know a lot of men who had a polar polar opposite experience to me. You know, I think there's a thing when you fit a certain bill that, that you have to feel that. And, yeah, it's, it's also like formulas. You know, I think it's very different as well for the UK and Europe. I think from our perspective, looking at, like, America or, you know... You see artists with a lot of freedom and creative control and and also, you know, there was this kind of lie that w- was faded that, that R&B music or anything like that just doesn't sell in the UK. So you either have to be like pop or dance or alternative um, and you have to fit into those categories. Yeah. But it's changing. Definitely. It, because you're... The, the debut album that you've put out in February, so pretty recently. Yeah. It's a collection of a lot. Yeah, a lot of different things, yeah. Songs spanning back how long? Oh my gosh, like <coughs> years, like five, six, seven years. Whoa. Yeah, like it's, yeah. That's why even the process in itself was so complex. You know what, it was wild. Like when I went independent, I, I had so much music that I was like, I'm going to do three albums. <laughs> I'm going to do three at once. Obviously, that didn't end up being the case because I was like, no, it's too much. It's too confusing. And I need to earn that and stuff like that. But, you know, it's complex as well, having built up so much songs that you're like, I really want to share. But it's all tangled and confusing. And I had to really take some time when I went independent to be like, okay, what do I, who, who am I again? What do I want to do? What 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 do I want to put in this album and and stuff like that? A lot of soul searching and you know. So what do you learn about yourself? Um, what did I learn? I learned that I'm a tough cookie. I learned that, which is good. You know, I also learned that a lot of the things that I've, you know, experienced. I think in my past experiences in the music industry are unnecessary pieces of information. You know. I learned that I don't want to create music for the purpose solely to sell, that that doesn't give me joy, you know. And I think as a songwriter, you have to be able to put that hat on. You know, you're going to write with people and some people are like, we want something huge and something da-da-da-da-da. And some people are like, I want to... You know, you put on different hats, especially mm. as a songwriter, which I'm used to, but I don't enjoy. I don't I don't want to, like, create to, to like, sell. I want to create to, like, satisfy my so do you know what I mean yeah has it always been like that for me personally yeah yeah but when other people's you know when when people's goals for you are you can do the album when you've achieved this and this and this you know so then those this and this and this has become your goals um because that's what you have to tick off in order to get freedom yeah in order to you know take those next steps you know I I yeah I think, interestingly, to some people, albums and and also an artist just leading their vision is it's not. Some people are really stuck in weird thought patterns and you know traditions that women are to be decided for, you know, opposed to what they think is best for themselves. I don't know. I think I was caught in that. Are yeah. You, are you happy that you had to fight for independence, or do you wish it was a less turbulent road? Oh my gosh, I definitely. It was turbulent and I definitely wouldn't. No, nothing about that was easy or fun at all. Um, 
but I'm well, really happy where I'm at now. And once you go through shit like that, things do get easier or at least feel a little bit easier. Cause like that's yeah. emotionally taxing and yeah. professionally and personally taxing and Word. the whole thing. Yeah. No, I'm honestly where I'm at right now. Oh, <clears throat> I feel so blessed and so lucky. I really, really do. When you think of like, have you asked yourself why, like why now have you achieved success in a way that you could, you, you've never achieved before. And like, You've toured with amazing artists in the past. You've been releasing music for a, a long time. I mean, your first album, correct me if I'm wrong, it dates back to like, is it 2017? Uh, 2014. Oh, yeah, my mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Like, welcome to the winter. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the winter. <laughs> Boy, did I predict my next freaking seven years of shit. Yeah. Crazy. Are you allowed to swear on this? Yeah, you're yeah. Good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been, you know, it's been a minute, but that's the thing as well. It does take time. Dreams don't happen overnight, you know. Um, everyone's journey is completely in, individual and independent, and you know, I think it's easy to look around and be like, "Oh, why does it feel like so hard for me to get something to connect, or not even connect?" Like, you know, why? Why is it? You know, I don't know. But what I do know is you can't plan anything and you can't focus on the thing. You can't lose sleep or stress about things you can't control. And, and where I love to put my energy in is, is my, my art and my, and my music. Like, you know, you can't force something to go viral. You can't pay for it. You can't, um, you know, not that that's even the goal is, is if anything, just a bonus that it shone a light on my first body of work, my first album. So yeah, I, it's a wild journey being an artist. You know, it's a real like <laughs> roller coaster. Real roller That's coaster. Fucking crazy. For sure. Like, and you know, because I've had s moments where I've had some big records in the past as a dance feature and stuff like that that you get put on. Like, do you big feel like stages. those songs are yours though? Those songs. Yeah, the ones that you're featured on. Because you have I, a couple of David Guetta records. Oh, I love David. By the way, he's the best. He is just nothing like any of the assholes in this industry he's the opposite so he's the loveliest loveliest guy he's one of my best friends like i love him he's so a much. like one of the smartest people i've ever met he's incredibly intelligent and he's so passionate about music like yeah. he loves what he does so much bless him yeah when i need to pick me up i'll just call him <laughs> <laughs> he's so great but yeah no nah, with, with him it's 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 lovely because there's a friendship there and we we create from a place of you know, it'll be to his vision, but I'll be there as a writer and then I'll, I'll maybe end up staying on something. We've done a couple, like, deep techno records as well, which have been really fun, um, where we were, like, write and then the next day get on his plane and he'll play it that night to the audience. He'll play it at three and he'll be like, we're going to see which one reacts. And I'm like, okay. How fucking sick is that? He's amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> wicked. Get that live reaction from 70 fucking thousand people. But so few artists can do that. I know. He he's the he was one of the first, if not the first, yeah, to kind of pioneer that. No, him Tiesto, like um, yeah, there's a lot. He's yeah, fucking amazing, that, yeah, and like a great guest, and like just such a good guy. What? Such a fucking good guy. What? So, independence, everything. Like, there is something to saying that like everything has fallen into place in a very real way that it hasn't before. Yeah, is that fair? De definitely, yeah. Is, I mean, what do you think the change is? Is it in the way you create? Is it, I mean, you can't control virality, but like no. you can control freedom and like what comes with being able to express yourself how you wish. Yeah. I think even like the way people have received this song, Escapism in particular, is it's the stars aligning moment. Like like you said, you just can't plan for something like that. But, um, you know, the way, like these songs themselves... Um, are the opposite of what I was told I needed to do, you know? So there's a real rebelli rebellious energy for me in that, you know, they're like, that song is like four minutes, 30 seconds, has this kind of beat, and then it switches to like this airy thing, and then it goes dark and heavy again, and then it transposes. It's, a, it's just no rules, and I think that's, the, I really enjoy creating with no rules and that's what this album really is for me and honest stories you know yeah so how doesn't like a song start usually are you starting with lyrics or are you starting with production um for for, <coughs> for that song it started with the title and for a lot of songs in the album i knew there was stories in my life that i wanted to tell but then it was just working out like how 
So it would start with the title and the, the picture and the stories in my head of 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 the scenarios that I I, I want to tell. Um, and I love opposites. I love juxtaposition. You know, I find it really hard to listen to sad songs sometimes, like with no something else. Uh. You know, when I'm sad, I'll listen to some like <coughs> real like you know hard shit. You know, <laughs> just pour <laughs> something really loud with thick bass in there. And even for like that story in particular, if you if you was just to put it on the piano and listen to it, you'd be like, oh, this is actually quite sad. But the song, the music just like elevates it to this whole other place, which personally for me is just, I find it so medicinal. Yeah. So you have these stories in your head, you can see it. Are you writing lyrics instantly? Yeah, often it, it, there's no necessarily set way that I write, but... Um, with that, with that one, and with some of the songs, I'll just will create a, a music, a, a sonic template that I'm like, yes, and then I'll just go in my world. Escapism. I was just sat on the sofa with my headphones in, and then it was just kind of a freestyle. And then it, and then there'll be set lyrics that I'll say in the freestyle, and I'll be like, play it back, and I'll just fill it in. But that I like to do it all in one sitting. I'm also a very like all or nothing person, so I'm kind of like. When we're in there, we're in there, and I have to see it through before we come out of it, kind of thing. Are you writing alone? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, for a lot of the stuff. So you're just escapism playing the production was, over and over again, and you're yeah, it will just sit there. Like escapism was just me sat there, like okay, but you you have the stories, you know, you're drawing from mm. a time three years ago or whatever, two two years before I was writing it. I was like, okay, I want to tell this story. Where was I? What what color was this? What did this feel like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, applying yeah. that technique to every song on your debut album? Yeah, I think a lot of them. Um, I mean, some of them, though, being such old songs, I took, ah. clawed away at them and kind of... Did you retool every, anything um, or did you, like, put things out from long ago just as is? No, no, nothing as is. There's always something that can improve. <laughs> Yeah. Even now with the album being out, can yeah, you listen to it? Yeah, there's actually a few things that I was thinking about. But you got to let it go now. Now it's printed on vinyl. Like, I've got to move on to the next thing. <laughs> it's imprinted forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what the next thing is? Do you do you feel like you need to rush into it? I'm I'm not in a rush. What, what I mean, we're about to be doing so many shows this year as well. So I have to, pre- I, I've, I'm preparing to not be in a studio mindset. And I do miss it. I can't wait to write um, again, but I've got my notes page full of thoughts and feelings and things I can't wait to just communicate in in the studio. I'm so excited to write again, but we're moving. You know, we're moving. We've got tours. We've got shows. Yeah, beyond my wildest dreams. You know, I really have to take it all in and and just give my best. Are you, do you feel like you're present? Yeah, I think for the most part, you know, it is definitely something you consciously have to like strive towards because when there's so much going on and you know also the the miracles of what what's happened with this album you can't I think there's there's still old mindsets from my past that you have to shake off you know that Mm. okay how do you maintain what's going to be next like no like I don't want that to matter like my goals was before releasing any of this new music I want to build a fan base who buy tickets to shows I want to love my music with a passion and I want to level up in my own way at whatever pace that naturally needs to happen. But I don't want to go like chasing after everything. I want to be just in the moment. I just want to enjoy it bit and take everything bit by bit, you know? But I think artists, it's an artist's nature to just put so much pressure on yourself in it. It's the creative's nature. Yeah. you just Maybe wanna... it's human nature. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you get like a taste of it, you know? Yeah. And like, I just want to be like, look, this is amazing. <laughs> It's in the Billboard chart. I don't know if that will ever happen again. Oh, sister, you were number one in the UK. Yeah, nuts. It's fucking crazy. Nuts. Yeah. And like, it is a different, like, so you've written songs for Beyonce, Little Mix. You have a lot of like great uh, Stormzy, right? You've worked with so many incredible people, but it's something different when it's yours. Oh, for facts. And like, my name's like first. (laughs) And it's like my song. It's not, not done rent a vocal, like rentavocal.com now brilliant <laughs> it's me and this really that's just really validating as well you know um yeah it's, it's really beautiful do you think the label feels like a bunch of morons yeah right <laughs> sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you should no. <laughs> right no it's, it's you know it is what it is like 
I guess everything happens for a reason because, like I was saying, I don't think I would be able, well, I know I wouldn't have been able to release as I have and expressed the visuals how I wanted all of it, you know, if I was... Tied. Yeah, in a situation where I had to negotiate or whatever, nah. It's just not possible. Yeah. So with the album, why did you want to start with an actual introduction? Um, I'm very classic girl, very old-fashioned. <laughs> I wanted to... I wanted to introduce it. I wanted to feel like you're in this kind of world. You close your eyes and you're in this little room. Live music is the epitome of of the core of music, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. it's one thing to listen to it. But yeah, I just wanted to bring it to this place where you close your eyes. You're in this little kind of weird jazz blues club in somewhere in America. And I've flown over to do a little set, you know. <laughs> it's quite a picture that I really, really like. So yeah, it just felt nice. Does everything start with like an image in your head? Um... Yeah, I guess, I guess, maybe, sometimes, yeah. I think I'm, maybe I'm quite a visual person, so I like envision things. Yeah, I guess so. Also, I'm just obsessed with, like, I'm obsessed with jazz music, and I I love just that setting and that feeling of just being in a room with just incredible musicians celebrating each other and that picture of the dim <coughs> red carpets and like a nice cocktail and just like that image to me just like gets me going. Yeah. So classic. Yeah. I wanted to have that feeling in the beginning. So yeah, I guess I'm describing are, to you an image. Are you using live instruments on the whole album? Yeah. All across it. Um, Sick and rare. Oh, it's been brilliant. And in the live shows, like, it's gonna. It's been breaking my bank, but I don't give a fuck because I love having instrumentation live, like three brass, the full band. Oh. Like it sets me on fire. Like I love musicianship. Yeah. So there's moments as well in that show where we have like little jazz textures where we just have the instruments having their little moments. You know, in jazz, like someone will take the lead and everyone will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but you it. need like a certain level of musicians to achieve that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's special. My guys are fucked. They're insane. Yeah. That's why it's breaking the bank. Come on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My 21st Century Blues, by the way, is the album. There's a link in the description below. I mean, you're, you're, you're telling a story. Yeah. In each song or top to bottom? Or in both? each story, I would say, I put it in a certain order because... I think it makes it easier to digest, you know. I wanted to kind of highlight a series of, you know, things, real life things, you know, hardships and and tricky stuff more on the bottom and then kind of thought patterns and mental demons that we battle with and then kind of a little bit of sweetness at the end, yeah. What goals or expectations do you set before you start crafting this album? And really, how much of it is already old songs and how much was new? Um, I would say it's probably about half-half, old, half-new, I think. It's going through in my head. Maybe like 60, 40, 60 old, 40 new. Got it. Yeah. Um, and I was saying, yeah, the expect- expectations was I just I just want to grow a fan base. Like, who don't care what genre I release. They're just excited for another story from me. Yeah, and who comes to my shows. How do you achieve that? Um, Well, I was hoping that I would achieve that by putting an album out. And and I I, I had no expectation on the size of the show, just that I want to have a room full of people, whether it's a big room or a small room, full of people who care about this album. Yeah. And we're doing that, which is beautiful. Fuck yeah. If you want to go see Ray on tour, we're going to put a link in the description below. I do. Yeah, me too. Album's so good. Thank you. It really is. Top to bottom. It's so good. And you are right. Like, there is not one through line in terms of sound, but it all kind of comes together and works together. That's great to hear. Yeah. Now, the, qu- the question I had is, you were talking about it earlier. Buss it down. When you first see that title, you think <laughs> it's going to be more of a hard-hitting song, <laughs> but it's not. Why'd you go that direction with that song in terms of production? Um, well, it was kind of like I said, I love opposites. Yeah. I don't like things to be like what you'd expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, I think it helps you process or, or understand or feel things in a different way, you know. And I think putting a nice kind of angelic, light-hearted musical foundation underneath a song about live your life, sexual freedom, have fun until you find the right one. It's okay. It's great. You can have fun and be single. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. that kind of energy. Like, why not? I like it. It's not 
what you'd think. Opposed to it being like... Da, 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 da. That's what I thought I was going to yeah. do. <laughs> what was it like working with Eddie Benjamin? Oh, lovely. Beautiful. We did five-star hotels years ago. So it was like me, him, Mike, Sabbath, Kennedy was in the studio. It was at Heaven. You call it Heaven. It's like Mike's old house. Um, where the studio is at. He and it was really dude. nice. It was like, he's late. like really rich. Is it's it heaven? heaven? Cause it's like close to heaven. We call it heaven. We're <coughs> actually, actually, that's me and my sister's base now. Like when he moved out, we were like, we need it. It's like <laughs> some beautiful little, like mini house on the back of someone else's house, but has like a secret door. And it like overlooks like the whole of this can- Canyon. And it's got, the, and the sunset is there every night. And first time I went there, I was like, "This is we got to call this place heaven." <laughs> I was like, "This is heaven," so we call it that now. But it was beautiful. It was like late at night. We didn't even plan a session, and then Eddie was just playing that. And then I was like, "Oh, I love this. What's this? What's this?" And then um, I can't remember if there was a harp involved. It was late, and everything was a bit blurry. But we had a beautiful, beautiful session, and we wrote that song. And then a couple of years later, when we revisited it, I, I tweaked a couple of lyrics, added a hell, hell of a more, a hell of a more fuckload more vocal harmony layer melody things. Yeah. And we handed it in. Yeah. But I love Eddie. What what a ridiculously talented kid. Sick fucking song. Thank you. But also like a real testament again to like live instruments. Like he's really unique. He really is. But musicianship is everything. You, I think you can feel it. Um, yeah, I, I need to go and catch Eddie live because I just feel like that's just going to be the most fucked up show. How, He's nuts. How do you curate a session? Do you lead with musicianship? I'm such a nutcase when it comes to like, I just get so excited. Like I start to just get like very hyperactive and very like, I start shouting. I'm like, wow, like, that's sick. Like, turn that up. Oh, my gosh, listen to that. I get super passionate. I'm very, very full on. Uh, yeah, so I guess I, I natu- when, when it's for me, when it's a session for me, I'll naturally take the lead. But I've always been a bossy boots since I was a kid. Like, so it's just second nature. How do you know if it's a session for you or somebody else? Do you set the tone before you start? Um. Yeah, I'll either say if it's, like, set up, as a session for me then you know um i know if it's not a session for me if i'm like t- i'm turning up as a writer you oh. know it'll be a room i haven't curated that i'm part of and then then i'm sitting in a completely different seat i'll still like if i feel impassioned or or you have a gut feeling about something i'll definitely stake my case but with love and like i think compromise and discussions like that in the studio mm. is so important and so healthy um but yeah when it's for me then i'm like let's go do those sessions make you a better artist? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I started professionally songwriting from 14. Um, like, Friday after school, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. Like, I was obsessed. I had zero social life. But the, in doing all of those sessions, and, and ironically, I'm some young girl, and then you're going in the room of these kind of, like, very experienced, like, 35-year-old white guys, yeah. like, who are make up the, you know, the, the, the songwriters making all these big songs, and you... You go in and you learn. You also learn where your perspective is important, what to soak in. You know, there are things that people do that you might be like, I never want to apply that technique. Like, no. And there's things you might be like, wow, like I'm so going to be using this mindset going forward. You know, it's just a huge learning experience. And I was doing it every day, two times a day. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like the best school. Exactly. You learn by doing 100%. That's it. And you, you you probably apply shit from those sessions every day, whether you know it or not. Yes. Consciously and subconsciously, that's definitely. fucking cool. Yeah, it is. And, and like, that's the point I was trying to make earlier. Like, you really can't say you're the artist today without, like, doing all that, fighting for independence. Word. Like, everything adds up. Like, life exactly. is a fucking formula that's no, ever growing. you can't wish to change nothing. You, that's just the life experience, isn't it? Yeah, like, why would you want it any different, to be honest? Like, who knows if you'd be having the success you're having today if you were still over at that label? Words. Or if it wasn't a fight to get out, or whatever the fuck. Words. It's no, crazy. People do ask me in interviews, if you could say something to your younger self, what would you say? And I say, I'd actually just say nothing, because, you know, everything's, all the bad, bad parts, horrible parts, whatever, they make you, you know, who you, you are. are waste, you waste time feeling regret. 
That's it. Yeah, you should learn from what's been behind you to apply it moving forward. But if you get lost in that shit, but. you'll never be present or have any chance of winning Correct. or living happily. What is success to you? Um, success to me is is achieving goals you set, you know, and being happy about it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking over there, Daniel? Were you concerned when you just, because I know you wrote Ice Cream Man years ago. Yeah. Were you worried about actually putting it out officially? Yeah, definitely. I think there are times where, you know, I'm like really proud and feel really powerful and um, empowered at least mm -hmm. to be like so loud about something I was so quiet about for so long. But then also you're just like, damn, like, why did I do this again? Like, this is so deep. Yeah. So it's definitely a bittersweet, um, definitely a bittersweet one for sure. And then why did you... Oh, go ahead. Well, can you tear that apart for us a little bit? What is the story behind Ice Cream Man? Well, the story is... It's, it's okay. definitely like the hardest one on the album for me. It's about sexual violence, to summarise. But, you know, I'm quite open inside the lyrics about, you know, my experiences, I think, as... Yeah, just as a woman, like... So... And I think the thing is, you know, that I put this statistic in the end of my music video for it, which was one of the toughest flipping things I've shot on the camera. It was really, really full on. But I put the statistic in the end, like 25% or like one in four people experience sexual violence in their lifetime. But that's men and women. That's like every human being, like one in four, which is a huge, huge number. Um, but I think for that statistic, there's not necessarily like, the, the solutions or the or the mindsets or the discussions for the amount. Does that make sense? Like Totally. I think there's just no instruction manual on what to do, like how to feel better. And, and for a lot of people, we just bury and just push it down. Maybe you might not even realise or like you're trying in your oh, totally. it's, yeah. to justify like, oh, like, well, I put myself in that position or, well, oh, well, all of this, all of that. So, yeah, I think that song is my way of... Yeah, just just f trying to feel like powerful again in a in a situation where I just felt not in many situations where I just felt not for a long time, you know. Yeah, I you bring up something really that like <clears throat> nobody's really brought up when they talk about it um, here on our show, at least, which is there's no. I mean, it's twofold. Like, there's a stigma around talking about it, mm. which then in turn results in people keeping it within, bogging it down, and it manifests in, like, for some, for everybody, it manifests differently, right? And I, I can just, I'll be very honest. Like, I have friends who uh, uh, experience sexual violence and abuse at a very young age, and it's manifested in a way that's, like, not great to those around them, mm. you know? Sometimes hurt people hurt people mm -hmm. when they remain hurt for a very long time mm -hmm. because there's a stigma wrapped around talking about it yeah. and working towards healing it. Yeah. And there's also been a lot of pressure that's been put on victims and their stories, you know, it's and, and to a point where people don't want to come forward. There's like there's so many things that are working against victims yeah. of sexual violence or abuse. Yeah. It's really fucking terrible. It is a really crazy. You're, you're really right with that. It's a really crazy thing because you want to and I completely empathize with people who absolutely want to speak and their truth and open it up and then all of a sudden you've got all of these commentaries and opinions and thoughts on how valid you're like that's freaking traumatizing like it's traumatizing anyway opening up that's why I put it in a song it's like the safest way I could be honest about my feelings and my thought process is it's so like it's so wild. Well, thank you for doing that because I know a lot of people feel understood through it, but it also starts a conversation like the one we're having now in any regard that like at least gets people talking about it, right? Yeah. Because again, I think society has an obligation and should do a much better job of one, like, you know, making those people feel seen. And then two from there, like you have to be able to talk about things in order for you to really be able to squash it, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's, if not, it just becomes this cycle. Yeah. Because again, if you really look back, if you look at who's perpetuating these actions yeah. today, chances are they were hurt themselves and were caught in the crossfires of a whole fucking society that didn't give a fuck or yeah. didn't want to help somebody out. It's really, it's not great. 
No, it's not great. But music and art does provide understanding and yeah. leads to needed conversation. Yeah. Is yeah. that the hardest song you've put out into the world? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely one of the hardest, yeah. Do you feel like you had a responsibility to do so? Um, Whether it be to yourself or to the people who listen? Maybe to myself. Yeah, I think I'm... Yeah, I think... I just think, you know, sometimes you, you also need reminding that, yeah, you, you know... Sometimes you need reminding that you're brave and you're strong and you're going to be all right. Yeah, it's it's definitely just, it's a whole mental battle. And like I said, I get overwhelmed. I don't know, I'm not a therapist. I don't know like the solutions or the techniques to, you know, improve and feel better about these things. I don't know. But what I do know is, yeah, I don't want to just like be a bitter person or be defined by like those things. Or let those things like steal any more joy from me or any more of my, you know, my human experience. Like, I don't want that at all. There's the most strength to like putting a period on that. Do you feel like the song is that? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Look, it's, it's not, it's never going to be like a line in the sand, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely. I'm way better than I was about these things. And, you know, at least I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm open about it with my, with my family and stuff like that. Like things that I was so quiet about for so long, you know, where there's conversations, healing can take place. Totally. Yeah. Within safe spaces for you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the real killer is when you just, you don't, tell no one that shit will eat you up from the inside that's so dangerous and it comes through dude like it manifests and like it, it just steals and and it's it's not it's not what anyone deserves to spend their days battling in their heads like nah you got to talk to someone you love when you feel brave enough yeah you know the other day you retweeted yourself a video of yourself singing the original lyrics why'd you go back and change them well, you know, more life experiences occurred within that time to now. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to just be like, do you know what? I want to rewrite the perspective, you know. Because obviously in first one I talk about one story in particular, but, you know, sadly it's not just been that, do you know what I mean? So I don't know, I just wanted to, to like put it all out there, I guess, in that way. Yeah. It's such a difficult one because it's so like, yeah. I, I'm just grateful for music, you know, because it it really does create a, a space where I just feel safe inside to say my truth. And I don't even think about like putting it out like when I was finishing. Honestly, it's just been such an emotion. That whole thing was so emotional. I have this video on my phone of me like the day we finished it properly at Mike's house and I was just a mess like I snuck up to the room we were staying at. I was staying in a guest room and I just recorded this video and I watched it back the other day on the video shoot and I was like oh that poor girl like it's been a deep it's been a deep experience for sure did you write that song recent like was it like ripe was were the emotions fresh um <sighs> Yeah, in way in ways they they are, and and the thing is with these things like maybe you know you'll bury it and bury it, and then something will happen. It will just trigger all of it again, mm. you know, and you're just in this whirlwind of just yeah process processing it, and it's and it's even hard to like it's hard to speak about, and you know, so like I want to be, you know, I have to also accept like because I put this song out that like. I have to have these conversations and I want to have these conversations because I want it to be normalised, you know, even like doing an interview that, you know, I don't always have to be like happy and cheery and good like in an interview like that sometimes. You're human. We're talking about tougher things and that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does get me a bit emotional, but I just want that to be, you know, yeah, I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, God bless music and God bless that I get, get to put it in there. And 
and sing it on stage. Sometimes I'm crying and sometimes I'm like so proud of myself. So it really is just that yin and yang bittersweet. It, it, I totally understand that. But know that like your honesty provides like a very safe place for a lot of people and a lot of understanding and it goes a long way. Like you really like these conversations are the hardest conversations to have, which is why historically people shy away from having them. So even yeah. talking about it right now shows a lot of strength. So your honesty is like your honesty and your integrity is really uh, respectable and admirable. And thank you. No, I appreciate that. Uh, by the way, it, my 21st century blues link in the description below. Listen to it. Listen to it. I mean, to whittle down so many songs to, I mean, yes, there's a lot of records. There's 15 on it, but like, there's, I'm sure you're sitting on more that could have made it onto this album. Yeah, there's, I feel like I've had <sighs> to like mentally let go of those things now. I I don't know. I think that I'm always, I don't know. I feel like I'm ready to just do a new level, do a new thing. So are we done revisiting art that was and yeah. are you only making new? I think that's what that album was for me. That was unfinished. That was the past. That was these stories I wanted to tell. And now it's like line drawn. That's in the past. Let's go. Maybe I'll pitch some of them out if someone, if they want to find some homes. Yeah. Come and knock in. She's got some songs to sell. Yeah. yeah. Hit me up <laughs> if you need some songs. <laughs> but seriously, I'm sure they're fucking hits. Different genres, different flavors in there. Will you, will you try to write while you're on the road or no? I need to start because I can't do another day. I can't do another like couple of weeks without studio time. It's actually been like since I was in the studio writing for me. It's got to be at least a year. Holy shit. Yeah, it was just way too long. We've just been doing so much yeah. other stuff. Like, Would you like take in production from like producers while you're on the road and listen and write on your own? Or do you need to be in a studio? No, I'm definitely in a place where... I'm really working on my own production and my own perspective. I think having collaborated for so much of my life um, and having learned everything that I've learned, like I'm really excited to see what my un, my untainted perspective mm. is on, on how I'd like to create or write something. So yeah, I'm definitely, um, yeah, I'm really getting into like my production and stuff like that. So it's exciting. Sick. Yeah. Did you avoid dance type production on this album other than black mascara for a reason did you not want to just revisit that you kind of want to separate yourself <laughs> I, think, I think you know dance was definitely something i was ushered into mm -hmm. and i developed a real love for in 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 certain ways when it's done with like passion and integrity which a song like black mascara does for me you know but definitely i needed to just take a second to just be like I didn't I didn't want to be and I don't want to be seen as just like the dance girl, you know, mm -hmm. just because that's what someone else thought was best for me. And that's not to shade, you know, my past or anyone making dance music. Dance is an incredible genre. It's like elevating, liberating. It sets you to new heights when you need to escape or feel good. Like I completely, you know, I get that. But I'm just, in my opinion, you know, I'm more, I'm more than just that, which is why I wanted to show like, you know, different things on this album, not just dance. Yeah, so obviously there's only a little taste of that on there. My 21st Century Blues. Listen to it. Listen to it. Do you smoke weed? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You have a song called Mary Jane. I do. The, the, the question wasn't added totally nowhere, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> absolutely not. No, I don't smoke weed. Um, Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. But, What's that like? But no, no shade to, or no, you know... Um, you're not a bad person or, or making bad life decisions. If oh, you smoke yeah. weed. I smoke weed all the time. Yeah. I'm great. Do you know what it's for me? But I do everything in excess. Like I'm so all or nothing, like I was telling you before. Yeah, I just take everything too far. So I'm just having to put measures <laughs> in place now where I stop doing that, basically. yeah. Jealous. Yeah, I just want to like... So when you smoked weed, you smoked a lot of weed. Yeah. And no one could even tell. Like that's how, yeah. Yeah, me. I get it. I live that. Mary Jane's like a love letter to an ex in a way. And the exes are drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So you miss her. Of course. But but these are the things that when you like this is the thing, I never ever want to become an alcoholic. Yeah. This is that. And it's like I you know, and it's just science, if you abuse any substance, you'll develop an unhealthy relationship with it. Oh, totally. And then you lose the freedom to be able to control enjoy yourself when you want to 
and that's happened with me on multiple occasions and I'm just not into I don't want to I don't want to do that anymore with any other things like I want to be able to have a drink when I want to drink you know what I mean yes you know so that's yeah respect yeah life that's it yeah life I also do think like you know it is important again to talk about these things because I think like there's such a taboo around I think especially like from my experience as a woman like you feeling like you have to really conceal Mm. what you're going through like what be it substance abuse you know and I guess that's why I obviously wrote that song on it which is is loud and invites questions like the ones you're asking me and I also even consciously like in my thoughts now I have to be like no I don't need to be embarrassed about these things um and and actually proud to just be honest um again because when you're not honest about these things and you're just in your own space like back in you know narcotics or whatever like goodness me it's dark like you gotta talk about it yeah you do you do and by the way i I know there could be someone listening or who this might get back to oh yeah i'm in that word okay there's a way out that's cool and people also want to get to know you you know by talking about it like really like i don't know yeah people want to understand yeah you know, speaking of being honest, I don't think there's many, or maybe there is, I don't know. I don't think there's many artists that would release a song like Body Dysmorphia. Yeah. You, you did. Yeah, and you I'm really, straight in there. You covered the gamut, dude. Oh, my gosh. You, you know, every box you ticked. <laughs> <laughs> you just went down the list. I know. Uh, yeah, that one for me is so, like, bloody hell. That's something I'm working on all the time. Like, And, again, something that sounds just so ugly upstairs in your head. I can just manifest into the wildest places. And I just wanted to just say it how it is. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Some days I'm like in the mirror, like, oh, that's nice. And some days I'm like, who done this? Like, this is a damn shame. It's just, you know, mental battles. Every day is different. Every day is different. And, you know, I think with obviously social media and all of that, like we're all contributors now to having to be this perfect thing. And, you know, like ugh, even, you know, I'll just look through comments and I always see these same horrible comments. I have to stop looking at comments and letting other people define how I view myself. But oh, just awful things that make you just really feel horrible and insecure. And it's, yeah, it's definitely like a, you know, mental battle to really just not feel that way but i do sometimes 50 50 so i'll just put it in a song oh yeah but by the way like that's also okay yeah. you know like these yeah. are things that are managed every day and yeah. n- not every day is going to be the same and that's okay no, but that's fine i'm just so glad i make music honestly <laughs> like it's actually the one thing in life that just elevates me out of any any sort of pain like or any sort of sadness i'm really just grateful that i'm that's my saving grace listen to that music my 21st century blues there's going to be a link in the description below plus you can listen to all of ray's music on amazon music final thoughts daniel yeah can you turn your british accent on and off when you're singing yeah absolutely yeah is there certain times where it's needed and certain times where you don't use it on purpose or well i'm trying to shake it off the american accent i think it's something when you're young and like you hear singers, you're like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to yeah, sound emulate. like. So you just naturally like kind of emulate <sighs> that. Definitely on this album, you hear me begin to shake it off. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm doing one, sometimes I'm not. But yeah, I'm trying to lose that. I don't want to sing with an American accent anymore. No, we're, 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 we're terrible. Like but you know what it is? Some words sound really ugly in British. Like what? Sang. Well, if I was to say like water, for instance. like Sounds better than water. It was usually like <laughs> water under the bridge, but it was like water under the bridge. And I mean, it's just right, different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. So, so sometimes, also sometimes you might like do British word Americanism, British. It's like weird, but I'm trying to like let go of it more and more. But that's confidence. That's a confidence thing. Fuck yeah. yeah. Don't be like us. We're terrible. I sound like shit. <laughs> Seriously, like, I, I will exclusively marry somebody with an accent. I cannot stand another voice that really? sounds like fucking mine. That's funny. No, I can't do that. That's really funny. So if you're out there and you got an accent, fucking slide in. <laughs> Final thoughts? Well, I think the more you sing with a British accent, the more Amy Winehouse comparisons are going to come in. And that's never a bad comparison. I'm sure you see those all the time. Do you know what? I do see those. I feel like it's probably more of a... 
Um, because I have like similar maybe facial features or or things like that here. It's also the voice. Yeah, Give yourself credit. I don't think I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I get insecure with that comparison. I I don't think that's like deserved. I I think she's like just top tier. Like she's just such a ridiculously incredible artist, and I don't think she can be imitated. She can't. She's. I think she's one of a kind. She is her own thing, and so are yeah. you. She, but look, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm not offended, but I just, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not offended at all. Like, if anything, it's a huge compliment. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, one, I don't think that I, I live up to at all. I don't think, but I think she's, I literally worship the ground she walks on. She's incredible. Yeah. Listen to Ray's music. Listen to my music. Only, not only on Amazon <laughs> Music. She's everywhere. But you should listen to it on Amazon Music. There's going to be a link in the description below. You yes. good? Yeah. Actually, no. I'm going to ask one more question. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Everyone's freaking out in the corner. <laughs> Sorry. After you record some of these very open and honest songs, is it fun to record a song like Worth It? Or just kind of loose and fun? Yeah. Well, Worth It is an old song as well. I've had for ages. And I always loved it. I think the way we, we made it come to life with like layers, choir vocals. And I actually was sat on the floor um, conducting the music with that. There was like four string, four brass. Sick. And I was there like, okay, I'll sing something and they'll play it back. And I'll be like, okay, more of a brass. It was, I just felt like a proper, and we was in some gorgeous, like uh, Jimmy Valentine's studio in LA, Ooh. which he like shut down for ages. Cause he was really upset with like where music was headed, which Whoa. is really funny. And well, but yeah. when you bring real instruments into the fucking fold, you know, well, honestly, what's real. We, we, he, um, what's my train of thought? Oh yeah, his studio's like frozen in time. You go in there and you feel like you're back in the 60s or the 70s. That's crazy. It's stunning. So beautiful. So I had a really great time recording that. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want. It's up to you, right? Absolutely. That's freedom, baby. Come on. My 21st century blues. Listen to it. Link in the description below. Are you are you good? Yeah, I'll stop asking questions. <laughs> Jesus. That's okay. You good? Yeah. You positive? Yeah, I'll stop asking questions. <laughs> All right, Ray, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for having me. It's the Zach Sang Show.